Oh, Mother, is it for me? Oh, thank you. Oh, it's so beautiful. My favorite. There are lots of stories And there's comics too There are plays and songs But you don't read them, do you? Yes, it's sad to tell you But you need to know No one reads Waxwork Darkcom It is all that Jordan perpetuates No one reads Waxwork.com It will go hard up If someone investigates Alright, hello there and welcome to Cast and Wax My name is Patsy Kennedy You probably know me from my radio show Don't Believe It Which is great because I, I'm glad people know the show And that's awesome It's on KSAC, KSAC Radio over in New Mexico So just listen, if, you, if you're listening up to it on the internet That's awesome If you're on the, you know, radio, that's great too But this isn't that This isn't Don't Believe It <laughs> Don't Believe It, if you get my drift <laughs> A little joke uh, This is Cast and Wax I'm filling in for Jordan D. White So you're probably wondering, what happened to Jordan D. White? Well, the answer to that is I don't know the truth Because supposedly he was arrested for a conspiracy of some sort But I don't know if I believe it Because while I do believe in conspiracies, of course I don't think necessarily that Jordan D. White is the one who is behind the conspiracy So I don't think he should necessarily be arrested Um, Patsy, if I may, uh, I just want to butt in for a second Oh yes, uh, no problem, this is Mr. Frank Allen He's another one of the co-hosts of the show that uh, normally is on here He's on today, obviously, as well I'm only filling in for Jordan But uh, yes, uh, Frank, what do you what do you got to say? Well, we were on the show uh, two weeks ago uh, And uh, let me just say, Jordan is behind the conspiracy So, Oh, that's interesting that you say that Now, I wouldn't have, like I said, I, I wouldn't believe that I'm inclined to don't believe that To not believe that, I should say uh, But, now, why do you say that? Well, because we were there, me and Rory uh, Rory Sinjin here Yes, we, we did hear him conspiring so. That's interesting, what did he conspire, do you think? Well, he, I mean, he very specifically Did you not, I guess you didn't listen to the show No, uh, sorry, I don't always listen, I'm sorry No, no, that's okay, that's alright Sure, sure, but w uh, he, he who's calling to his communist brethren To rise up on Labor Day and take over the country Well, you see right there, I don't believe it Because on Labor Day, nobody rose up to overthrow the government So how could it be the, the case? Uh, well, yes, that's true But well, there's no but, that's all That's, uh, how, if no one knew he was going to overthrow the government And they didn't overthrow the government So then he, there was no conspiracy Well, it's not strictly true that no one knew Yes, I mean, we, we recorded the podcast the day before So, technically... You know. Yeah, technically we uh there was there was three people. Well, two people and a cat. Yeah, I know. Yes, that's uh that's uh, that's Jordan's cat, Scape White. He lives here in the house with them and he, and he was on the podcast too. So the you the three of you knew about that ahead of time, you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Well, but that's not I mean that's only three people and the three of you are Jordan's friends, so none of you would tell the authorities. So again, I would say that the most likely scenario is that there was actually no conspiracy. I mean, you know, if the only option is he's betrayed by one of his friends, I think it's pretty unlikely. I don't believe it, you know? All right. Yes, that's I mean, yes, of course. Wow. 
I didn't tell anybody. Why do I care? I, I can't even use telephone. No, right. And, 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 you know, we didn't, we wouldn't, so. No, I, well, I didn't say that I did. I, I was, I meant worry. No, I, I said I didn't. I said I didn't, so that's not the case. If anyone, I'm sure it would be Frank, it wouldn't be me who would do such a thing. I didn't do it. No, I, I said I didn't. I said I didn't before you said you didn't. We said it pretty much at the same time, I would say. No, I clearly said, I think I said it first. I definitely thought it first because I'm in my own head, so I know that I didn't do it. I was there at the time when I didn't do it, too. Well, I was there when I didn't do it. I, right, look, so the point, no, the point is that nobody did it, so clearly there was no conspiracy, and, uh, look, the point is Jordan D. White was arrested for nothing, so presumably they will let him out soon. Hopefully next week, we'll find out. At any rate, of course, uh, so he, he called upon me to fill in for him as the guest host of the show, uh, you know, that's about it, right? So, uh, you know, what's the next thing we do on the show? Uh, well, th the first thing we tend to do is Extra History Now, and usually Jordan would play a song on his ukulele, but I, I don't think any of us play it. Uh, no, no, I don't. I've got the ukulele, but I, I don't know how to play it. I, I don't, I just don't play it. I suppose we could do it like that. I mean, I could fake it. What do you think, Skate? Would you just fake it? Uh, well, okay, I, I could sing with pretty much anything, so I think it would work. All right, so that's what we'll do. Here, it, extra history now, it's called. Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, get ready, Skate. I'm ready. Well, thank you for that, yes. Um, okay, well, again, as as is usual on this show, unfortunately, we did not get a letter suggesting a problem that someone has that they want to have an extra historical reading about, so instead I will do an extra historical reading for Jordan in jail. You know, the problem being he was arrested for a conspiracy um, that he may or may not have committed. I won't, I won't touch on that part of it, but um, here we go. Jordan, if you're listening to this, as I'm sure you are at some point, I know it seems unfortunate that you're in jail, but there is another world where you didn't go to jail. In fact, you just went about your life. The conspiracy still did not come off. But rather than getting arrested, that night you went to bed and 25 spiders started crawling all over your body. They positioned themselves at strategic locations, standing over your joints, upon your skin. Once they were all in place, their leader, upon your forehead, yelled out a signal, and they all began burrowing into your flesh. They positioned themselves at vital areas, in nerve clusters where they can affect your feelings and movements. Meanwhile, the leader one went right up inside your nostril, down into the back of your throat, burrowed into your spine, and snipped your spinal cord. He then opened the egg sack of baby spiders that he had been carrying on his back. The baby spiders went down inside of your body, into your stomach, where they were protected from the acids by protective spider linings that they had, into your bloodstream, where they wove a web through your bloodstream. This web connected every single one of the spiders who had buried into your flesh, and, of course, that main spider up at the base of your spine, and he was able to use the web to send signals to the other spiders, who then began using your body as a puppet. They would take you around and make you go places, and everyone thought you were just a normal human being, but in fact, you were furthering the cause of spider rights. And they had you work tirelessly, and they had you help infect others, until, eventually, spider rights became a powerful lobbying group in the United States. States of America, and it eventually became illegal to kill spiders. Years became decades, decades, centuries, 
and is not incredibly long, only three or four centuries before a spider is elected president of the United States of America. How disgusting is that? It is so incredibly gross. So, you see, things could be much, much worse. Thank you. All right, now look, I got I got to say something about that, which is that I do not believe that because no, it's everybody another universe. It's about another universe. I, I I understand that, but what I'm saying is, look, sp- everybody knows spiders don't get inside of your joints. That doesn't make any sense. If you a spider wants to control your body, it goes on the back of your neck and it bites into the nerves and feeds in that way. It doesn't have to send things through. It just takes control of your mind. Why would it bother sending a web all through your bloodstream? It could do one web on your brain and ensnare your brain, and then it controls your brain through its web. Why would it need a web through blood? That doesn't make any sense. The, the blood web would clog up the bloodstream and you would have medical problems that, you know, that this doesn't make any sense. They they have a system in place already. Why would they need a whole new system? Well, look, it's a, like I said, it's another world. Perhaps they haven't discovered the brain web technology in that world. It's, it's one of the spider's most basic defenses. How is it not going to know how to do that? That's, come on. But like I said, it's another world. So in another world, they might not have that basic defense. They might have a different capabilities. Perhaps spiders are, you know, are, are, are entirely different in that way. Guys, uh, guys, guys, I think you're neglecting a very simple and uh, an important fact about these things. Yes? What? Spi- spiders don't do that. That's nonsense. The whole thing is is nonsense. They don't do web brains or web blood. It's it's stupid. Spiders are bugs. You kill them. Well, because there's no lobby here. Not to mention that's the kind of thing that a, a spider-operated human would say to blend in with other human beings. Well, the, yeah, because human beings feel that way, and I'm a human being, and I feel that way. I hate spiders. They're disgusting. That's... It, it, you know, the the, the 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 man doth protest his love of spiders. The man doth hate spiders too much, methinks. Well, no, that's... No. Look, we, look, we don't have time for this, uh, really. We got to keep going. Well, okay, what do I care? All right, well, this is... We're going to get to the first part of the show. This is Guard Duty. It's a show with superheroes. So, you know, listen at your own risk. The Earth Guard. The planet's most powerful heroes united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, their base of operations... They watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end, the Guard takes shifts monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, they all have to take a shift of Guard Duty. This week... Bumblebee and Voodoo Lady in Feel Good. But that's just it. I'm supposed to be leader of this group. This should be a top-down organization. I make decisions and they trickle down to the rest of the team to carry out. I didn't mean to. No one means to. But the problem is that everyone does. I am the duly elected head of the Earth Guard, not the Guard Tower custodian. But somehow that's what it becomes. It's not enough I have to oversee and organize every single thing that goes on with the Guard anytime the tiniest thing comes up. It's, Stallion, you need to do this. Stallion, this other thing needs 
needs to get done. You know what? You think it needs to get done? Great. I charge you with making sure it happens. It's just a broken coffee maker. I think we can afford a new one. Then it won't be hard for you to take care of. As leader of the team, I already have duties to tend to, and that's on top of actually fighting crime. I don't need every member of the guard updating my to-do list for me. I'm tired of it. <sighs> you want me to get a new coffee maker? Someone else wants me to, I don't know, make sure the trophy display we lent to the Smithsonian is ready to go. All right, I do that. Who's working on our government reports? Who's making the duty rosters for guard duty? Every minute I spend on these little things, these things you all could do for yourselves, for the good of the guard, I might add, every minute I spend is another minute lost from doing the actual job I'm supposed to be doing. I can't literally take care of every tiny little thing the guard needs. Even I have my limits. Yeah, speaking of which, what's your credit card number? What? Why? To order the coffee maker. While you've been sitting there whining about how you never have time to get anything done, I placed the entire order. All I need now is your expense card, unless you expect me to pay for it too. I know reading off a string of numbers is valuable time you could be using to polish up the old EarthGuard alumni newsletter or whatnot, but I'll try to be quick about it. For my part, I find the less time I spend talking about how much there is to do, the more I have to do it. Weird, huh? Got your card out? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Four zero six four. Uh huh. Seven four three nine. Mm hmm. Six five. Hey, hey everyone. Ooh, hi, Stallions. Long time no see. Too bad I'm here to relieve you of duty. Otherwise, during our shift, I could relieve you of some... No, it's best if I go. Like I was telling Voodoo Lady, I do have a lot to get done. The Illusionist is back in my hometown, and I've got a few leads on some rare books he might be targeting. You hear that? He's always so serious. You need to release some of that tension, and I know just where you keep it. Right here. Oh, oh yeah. Yep, That's lower back. You know my power can loosen this up for you. We've got to get together again. Keeping your back all wound up like this isn't healthy. Not to mention that it's spreading down here to you. No, no, uh, I really must be going. He could already have a first edition of Tale of Two Cities in a guillotine by now. Wait, Stallion! I'll call in if I find it. No! <sighs> Great. There's another 50 bucks sunk into the guard. You seem pretty tense yourself. I could just... Don't you lay a single tingly little fingertip on me. I don't want any part of what you're offering. Massages? No, you whoring yourself out to the guard. Uh, whoring myself? Is that what you think I do? I would never. Oh, really? And what about your little massage sessions? That one with the stallion? What was that all about? There was no whoring involved. First he took off all his clothes. Then I took off all mine. Then I oiled up my entire body and rubbed it all over him. After that, we made love. That... Right there! What do you call that? It's not whoring! There was no exchange of money. But you still slept with him! Of course, but I didn't have to. I did it because I wanted to. You wanted to become the team bicycle? No, I wanted to make people happy. What? We have a responsibility to use our powers for the benefit of mankind. My powers happen to have amazing sexual capabilities. I have an obligation to use them to the best of my ability. And turn yourself into a slut. That's a very negative and judgmental way to view the situation. So maybe I'm a negative and judgmental person. Well, I would never say something like that. It's just mean. Besides, when you judge people, all you're really doing is telling people about yourself. For example, now I know that you have some sort of sexual hang-up that keeps you from maximizing your sexual enjoyment. Fortunately, you have no such problem. Oh, and let me guess. You could help me get past all that, am I right? If you just learn to relax a little, I bet you... Hands to yourself! Well, you're certainly no fun this way. 
Oh, well, I suppose every team has to have its one stick in the mud. Wait, one? Are you saying I'm the only one you have Well, not the only one, no. Let me see. Stallion, yes. Peace Blossom, yes. Binary Girl. I thought they were in a relationship. Of course they are. Apparently they had some trouble with me at first, but we've got it all worked out now. I can only be with both of them at the same time. Lovely. It's fine by me. Three for the price of one. Anyway, broadband, yes. Mr. Fahrenheit, yes. Bob Stanton, yes. You already said broadband. Yes, but I've been with both. Robert's more gentle, but broadband's... Ow! What's with the shelf? Thank God. If I heard any more, I'd have hit myself in the head with a book. Anyway, you forgot Dr. Fast. You've spent so much time in his lab, I'm sure you and he have had time for a quickie. Irving? No, we've never. I mean, not that I wouldn't. I would. We just... We've been working so hard on the Golden Eels murder investigation, it hasn't really come up. So no, not Dr. Fast. No Argus either. He says he's not interested in girls. Well, neither am I. Maybe you just never found the right one. Or maybe I'm not interested in cheating on my husband like some kind of wanton... See? There you go again. All you're doing is revealing that you've got some sort of monogamy kink. For some reason, you've decided to only be with one person sexually. That's your decision. Just like bondage or spanking is for other people. It's no different from any other fetish... Except it's less fun. And it's shared by the vast majority of people. Not in my experience. (sighs) But at least most people have the decency to hide it. You parade it around like you're proud to be the fastest thing this side of light waves. You obviously have no respect for yourself, so I see no need to give you any of mine. I do better than respect myself. I love myself. I love myself, I love being me, doing what I do, and I love being part of the guard. Something tells me you can't say the same. You think I'm dirty because you think sex is dirty. That's your problem to deal with. I love sex, and I love each and every member of the guard. I want to spend time with them. What could possibly be dirty about sharing something I love with the people I care about? You could be diseased. Nope. The creationist miracle radiation has my immune system in hyperdrive. I haven't had so much as a sniffle germ in me since the blast. That's convenient. This is what I've been telling you. I have a responsibility to use this gift wisely. Think of all the possible people that could have been hit by that beam and given these powers. For it to hit me, this was meant to be. I mean, I don't want to say the creationist was right about God or anything, but this had to happen for a reason. Wow, I never thought of it that way. Maybe... Maybe I should give you a try. See? You won't be sorry. I think you'll find it quite... By day, she's slightly portly Susie Silver, but by night she takes to the sheets as Bumblebee, sexual liberator and fully functional vibrating massage toy, hot and bothered by those she's sworn to protect, keeping the world safe for loose morals and easy women. You're not funny, you know. (laughs) Her only weakness, the dreaded headache. You're just a bitter old hag, but I forgive you. Oh, I'm so relieved. And the offer still stands if you ever join us here in the 21st century. Oh, so you can see a calendar from your bed, can you? You can stop now. I doubt it. Jordan D. White, with Michael D. Mikulski as the narrator, Rich Bellin as the stallion, Devin White as Voodoo Lady, Guinevere Eckert as Bumblebee, with theme song by Michael D. Mikulski.
All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, the next section of the show is not a Roy Sinjin part of the show. It's called Where Are They Now in History, right, uh, Roy Sinjin? Yes, uh, well, typically it is. However, uh, this episode of This Day in History that we're about to play was a special I- episode where I was sick. And so I had people filling in for me. And the person who filled in this day was my good friend, Scapey. And so therefore, I figured, since we're doing two episodes this week, why not let Scapey do the following? All right, so you got to do another part of the show, eh, Scapey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Uh, so, get ready, because you guys are going to learn something really awesome about history, okay? You set? Yeah, you know, why not? Welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Scapey White, filling in for Rory Sinjin. On September 14th, uh, 1812, one week after winning a bloody victory over the Russian army at the Battle of Borodino, Napoleon Bonaparte's Grand Army enters the city of Moscow only to find the population evacuated and the Russian army retreated again. This is it. This is the, the city walls of Moscow. We have finally arrived here. We, oui, Napoleon, we are here in Moscow. Now, let's talk to some of these interesting Russians we will meet. Yes, uh, let us see if we can find one. Huh. Hello? Hello? Hello, Russians! I'm the only one left. Oh, really? What are you do? Where did everybody go? They all left. They evacuated. Oh, that's too bad. I wanted to meet some Russians. Well, they didn't really want to meet you. Only you are left? Yeah. Well, this is pretty good. We can now go into the houses and steal whatever we want from their cupboards. They will be unguarded mm, no, by anyone. No, they didn't. They took all that stuff with them. The only thing they left is their pets, which they left with me to take care of them. You are taking all of all the pets in the whole city? Yes. If That's you're going point. away, you should take. You should leave someone in charge of your pets so they don't starve and die. But Wait. you are only one man. You can't take care of the sets of all of Borodino. Is that a challenge? Yes. I think I think I can. How about if I can for a week, you all leave and go back? We. Oui. All right, you're on. What do you say, Napoleon? Sounds good. You cannot lose a land war in Asia. Thankfully, he was able to take care of all the pets and the, the stupid old French people had to go home. Do you know, you should always make sure there's someone to take care of your pets when you go away, because otherwise, uh, it's not so good. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Hey, Scapey. Yeah? Who's a good kitty cat? Who's a good kitty <laughs> <Shut> cat? <up. laughs> Who's a good kitty cat? All right, now, serious. My name is Scapey White, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Casting Wax. Let me tell you about Napoleon's army and how they were a bunch of jerks, okay? When they got home from going to Russia, they went back to France. And guess what? All of their pets were dead. Guess why? Because they didn't leave anybody to look after them. And the pets were, like, sitting at home, like, Oh, okay, so I guess Napoleon will be home soon. I guess I'll just eat my food like I always do. Um, 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 um. And uh, guess what? They ran out of food because Napoleon did not leave anybody to come check on them. So they got hungry and eventually they had to eat everything that France had. And that still wasn't enough because they were gone for a long time. So then they died. And when Napoleon came back, it was like, hey, our pets are dead and all of our stuff is eaten. What do we do? And the answer is, when you go away, leave somebody in charge of your pets. Okay? Thanks. My name is Scaby White, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast in Wax. That's funny. I tell you why that's funny, because this is the first time I ever 
really felt like I'm in agreement with a part of the show with no qualms about it. I can endorse that as truth. Typically, I'm a little like, you know, skeptical, as you know. I have a, a very skeptical mind. But this one is sounds like it's true. Well, uh, but again, I mean, it's true for another world. Ah! Now you're getting to the part that I don't believe. Well, no, that's the whole concept of extra history, is that that, it's- That's it, but I'm saying this is what happened in our world. So In our world, all of France was eaten by pets. Ah, that's what they don't want you to think. That, well, they, they win. I don't think it. Ah, that's the problem. You're letting them win. I, you know, I, you're right. Man, am I brainwashed. I don't believe that France was eaten by pets. That's naive, then, you know. Why do you think there is so little of France nowadays? I don't know what that means. It was eaten by pets. That's why. I mean, now there's more because they grew more. They grew more France? Look, I don't have to explain it to you, obviously. Well, not unless you want me to, you know, understand it. But I, I'd prefer you don't, actually. All right. But let me let me just say, the, the next part of the show is my part of the show. This is a show called Debatatorium. Um, and again, we typically handle really big, deep, important issues of the day. Uh, but this time, it was a little lighter. So uh might not be the most important issue you've ever heard. But we still want to cover it, don't we? Welcome to Debatatorium 2007. My name is Frank Allen, and this is the amazing uh, show that we are doing. It's the last show of the second round of debate, meaning that we have uh, one returning debater and one wildcard debater, who is also a returning debater, but one who lost before. Second chance, so to speak. As always, we are debating a hot-button issue, deciding it once and for all, and today may be one of the hotter-button issues that we've done. But let's meet our debaters first. Uh, Our uh, returning champion debater is... Hi, my name's Bridget. Um, hi. I live on a farm. Mm-hmm. And your qual again, your qualifications for being a debater. I won the last debate. That well, that you did. Yeah, you, you convinced me. Um, all right. Uh, you convinced me that uh, what was it again? Racial profiling. Racial profiling was is great. Correct. Yeah, sounds good to me. And uh, our returning, uh, f- you know, I wanted to say failure debater, but I meant to say well, um, I-, I only lost that debate according to a system of rules which you put in there. Yeah. Now, only if you follow rules do you accept that I lost. Uh, who am I speaking to? I am President Byron Samuel, the American Offense Defense League. We defend against those who offend yeah. against us. Okay, well. That sounds like football. Football is another of these system of games with offensive attacks. All right, and all right, we, all right. President. Yes. Uh, Mr. Samuel, President Samuels, we uh, we haven't announced the debating topic yet, so let's not debate yet. Uh, the debating topic for I tonight. I think we should debate. Oh, hold on, hold on. The debating topic. Why don't you th- defend your position against debating? I will in 10 minutes. The debating right. topic is uh, apples versus oranges, of course. And as we all know, uh, Bridget Bridget believes that apples are the better fruit. And uh, Mr. Samuels believes that oranges. Oranges are the superior, better, um, the, the ones that's more good of fruit. So why don't you start us off and tell us why oranges beat apples? Well, clearly. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. It's about, now, I use science only as an illustration. And okay. I don't want you to think that I'm necessarily endorsing it. But Isaac Newton, if you think about him sitting under an apple tree, only invented gravity because he was running away to escape from a torrent of apples which fell on top of his head. And I'll give you another example. But isn't that good that he invented gravity? Or I mean, really, he discovered gravity. Or he he, uh, described... It's good that he invented gravity, which has tied us all down to the ground for so many years and not allowed us to float up into the sea 
Franklin will be like uh, flying around the world and you think Isaac Newton is good for keeping us flat on the ground? Well, I, I don't think people could fly before that. That, sir, is because you're a doubter. Well, I think positive. So you're positive people could fly before. I am positive of everything I assert. All that right. is why I am so intent on defending my position and my rights. And offending your position. Yes. I offend myself and defend against myself offending myself. All right. Now, listen. Apple computers, I have used one, and I can't figure it out. Well, orange it's computers aren't better. There aren't any. No, I painted one orange. Oh. It's it's beautiful. I thought the Apple computers come in orange. How did you know that? This is some kind of contradiction that you're trying to play on trying to confuse my vast intellect. Well, let's let's let her tell us about Apple, uh, why apples are better than orange. Clearly, apples are better. You can make so much stuff with them. Like what? Apple pie. Mm-hmm. Apple sauce. Mm-hmm. Apple cider, yeah. apple crisp, yeah. Waldorf salad has what? apples in it. Okay. And 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 the best example isn't something you can make with apples. It was something that was done with apples what? because if it weren't for apples, then the human race as we know it, me and him over there and you, Mr. Frank Allen, me? wouldn't existed. Because- Excuse me, what? I have to interrupt here. That was the fruit of evil. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Like- I got, can I finish what I was saying? Okay, sorry, sorry. When Adam and Eve was in the Garden of Eden, the snake tempted Eve with an apple from that tree. And it was only because she ate the apple that God sent her and Adam out into the world to conquer and and populate and and tame the wild well, if she hadn't done that they would still be in the garden well, we'd still be in the garden of Eden. no paradise. no because they they was there for a really long time and it was still just the two of them let me make a point mr alden now Al- alan my name is not alan okay mine is it's byron president byron now alden mr I'm frank sh- allen is my name all right mr frank allen if you choose to disregard what you had told me in the past. I, now, maybe you have heard the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Now, it do. why would you want, if you are a sick man dying of tuberculosis or trichinosis or some other kind of illness that's going to end your life to keep a doctor away with these apples? But you if still you're sick and dying and you have an apple, your doctor is never going to come. You're never going to improve. But Dial- if- apples are the cause of most death in this country because sick people who are dying, they don't have, they have all these apples, the doctors never save them. But if you be eating apples, you won't be getting the sicknesses, and you won't need the doctors to come to see you and make you better. No, there's worms in apples, everybody knows. Well, you don't eat those apples. All right, well, interestingly, we have an expert about this who wants to... Don't you don't have to call names, but yes, here we go. Well, it's a good thing that I got here just in time, oh. Frank Allen. Well, who's this? Well, my name is Seamus O'Jetpack. I'm a Mr. famous hunter of doctors. You hunt a, you hunt doctors? Why? Yes. Well, clearly, doctors produce nothing but badness in the world. Consider, I, for instance, okay. Doctor Doom. Well, all right. Nothing he, but evil. Yeah. Doctor Strange, arrogant jerk. Oh, but he's a he's a good guy. Sure, that's what he tells you. And because he's Earth's sorcerer supreme, how are you going to contradict him? Okay, so answer so, not with apples. No, no with apples. Wait, oh, so apples are no good. No good whatsoever. I originally attempt to use them to kill Doctor Bombastitude, and it was clearly unsuccessful, which was when I had to resort to stabbing. Right. Well, that probably was more sensible in the first place. But Entirely. So, so, so you're here. In to retrospect, sup- it seems sort of obvious. But just because apples didn't work, does that mean oranges do? I mean. 
what's so good about well, oranges? No, no, no. I've attempted oranges and several citrus fruits, actually. They probably sting their eyes. They can, certainly, if you throw them hard enough. Okay. Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Wouldn't apples be more advantageous because if people was eating them and then the doctors wouldn't have anything to do and so they'd spend more time roaming about in the wild for you to, to hunt down? Miss Bridget. Bridget, right? Yes. The, uh, the one from the farm? Yes. Yeah, I heard your last debate. It was very fascinating. Now, thank you. More importantly, I don't think you understand. I don't hunt doctors because it's my job. It's a calling. I am driven to hunt doctors. But wouldn't I it be I... easier if they was all out roaming about with nothing to do? Instead of the offices, which often have Dr. What's a good doctor's name? Hold on, let me get my kill book out. I feel I have to come to the defense of doctors here because I have- Sorensen. That's Dr. Sorensen. You you like doctors? I have been to doctor's offices. They is full of sick people. And when I leave, the sick people are gone. Now, what's going on? All the sick people, they congregate in a doctor's office so they no longer reflect me me with their illnesses. Well, if you're there, they do. That's why I left. Oh. Illness. Another myth perpetuated by doctors. You don't believe in illness. I don't believe in things that aren't real. Let me tell you one thing. Myth is not real, so you can't believe it's a myth because myths are not real. Well, that's a good point. I'd like to ask another question. Um, the... Yeah, Frank Allen. Mr. Frank Allen said that we was debating which was better, apples and oranges, and you're supposed to be convincing me why oranges are best, not why apples is the worst, and I haven't heard you do any of that yet. I have to explain logic to you. If apples is worse than oranges, then let me explain this. It's like a little symbol on a page you learn in class. This is schoolwork. Now, I don't necessarily believe in schools, but I'll tell you what. If apples is worse than oranges, oranges has to be at least as good as apples. But why? Because, obviously, apples is awful. They're no good. Oranges isn't awful. There's some good. They must be better than the apples. Listen, I need to be going, Frank. Alan, but before okay. I go, I just want to point out one more thing. Yeah. School and apples have been associated for a long time. The teacher's we, getting apple, yeah. Well, you know what comes out of schools? Um, Doctors. Oh. I rest my case. Shemaso Jetpack, away! Well, uh, goodbye. Doctors goodbye. do not come out of schools. They come out of doctor's offices. I have never gone up to school and seen doctors coming out of it. Well, actually, you're going to the wrong school, but we do have two, uh, another expert here who wants to say something. Please. Is the microphone properly calibrated to receive Receive my voice. I believe so, yeah. Fantastic. It is I, Valencia, the mostly powerful. Mostly. Sadly, if I were all powerful, I would not be talking to you of my misguided children, oranges. Oh, so you have spawned all the oranges? I am the father creator of all oranges, as well as a few prunes, don't ask. What's your wife look like, mister? When you reach my level of power, you reproduce asexually. Oh, that's too bad. Much to my disappointment. Yeah. All right, well, uh, so so are you here to tell us that oranges are great, or what? No. Oranges have done nothing but disappoint their mostly powerful father. In what way? I intended oranges to be a conquering race. They have failed to do this 
miserably. I'm sorry. In fact, I believe they are consumed regularly by the third most intelligent life form on this planet. I do eat oranges regular basis. As well as the fourth based on the testimony just given. Well, I, 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 I think they, they sometimes they're pretty good fruit. I, I, I sometimes like to, 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 to mix them I with sour cream. I was and called upon to speak. Thank you, exactly, humanoid. Exactly how are oranges going to take over the world? In their current form, not at all. Hence my disappointment. Well, then why did you make them that The way? original design specs were for oranges to evolve into a complex di- dinosauroid, which would, with fire-breathing capabilities, it would enslave all three forms of intelligent life on this planet and erect me to a status of god-kinghood. Wow. Now I have to content myself with mere godhood. Wow, that's... You really blew that one. Yes! I have not attempted additional conquering races since then. Understandable. Understandable. Uh, well, that sounds... That sounds... But how about apples? What do you What do you think about apples? Well, I must tip my glowing thoughto hat to Johnny Appleseed, father of apples. Yeah. I am impressed with his insidious plot to enslave the minds of humankind. Oh, well, that doesn't make me like apples that much either. I would say they are a more successful venture, Frank Allen. Okay, Um. well, thank you for that. As they have convinced all of you, apples increase intelligence. Apples do not increase intelligence. I they tell you, do. If you leave an apple around, what does it become? Rotten? And then Same what's it going to do for you? If you eat an apple... Yes, what have yes. you done? Oranges have been a disappointment to all. I understand. Please do not rub it in my face. Right. I cannot apologize enough. All right. Well, um, okay. Eating apples does nothing but make you more full so you can't eat anything else. I, I, I would like to weigh in on one last aspect of this. Please. I like apple pie. I have never good. heard of orange pie. Thus speaks Valencia, the mostly powerful. We I- are defending ourselves against the forces of America. For one thing, America, and there is nothing more American than apple pie, exactly. which is the force of evil in this world. You're- I will tell you, we have to defend ourselves against America because America is what is destroying our rights as free Americans. Well, that's what is doing more to destroy the American Constitution than America? What? Well, I uh, other countries? But apple no. pie ain't doing nothing against the Constitution. Apple pie is American, and it ain't doing nothing for the Constitution. If you ain't with us, you're for us. And I tell you, apple pie is covered in crust, concealing the apple like a stealth bomber that wants to destroy us from the inside. All right. Well, we have one final expert who does want to say a few words about, uh, well, I'm not sure what. Let's find out. (laughs) Um, Hello, my pretty. Oh, uh, hi. Who's this? Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm the evil queen. Oh, that doesn't sound appealing. Would you like this apple, young man? Well, you just introduced yourself as evil, so no. But look how shiny and polished it is. It's almost hypnotic. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have my mom told me not to take anything from anybody evil. If they said they were evil, especially. Oh, you just misheard me, Mr. Allen. You're, you're not my mom. What? Grandma, did Paul let you out the attic again? Would you like an apple, my pretty? Grandma, does Paul know you're out here? That's and you're ruining this for me. Um, okay. Is this a family thing? Should I not get in the way here? I just... You're not in the way at all, Mr. Allen. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll take the apple. Give me the apple. Here you go. Enjoy. Um, you want an apple, Sam? Samuels? Well, uh, no, I, well, yeah. I, no, I don't want an apple. I, I'm, I'm... But see how it glistens in the sun. Listen, one of the things we're against is evil. 
All right. You want some pie? I can make you a darn good no, pie. No, this is another evil thing. With cinnamon sprinkled on it and a dollop of ice cream on top. I have it on good word that the devil sent an apple to the Garden of Eden. Well, and you're yeah. evil. I'm totally against evil, which no, is what no, the no. United but States is. The, for de- try- the devil never did nothing that God didn't permit him to do. You, and in no my, way is my apple of, poison. Neither of you good Southern people seem to have read the Bible. The devil didn't make the apple. God made the apple. I the devil made just, the apple. Apple. No, this is a different apple. We're talking about a different apple. Look, I, I read the Bible. It says fruit. An apple is fruit. Yeah, so is an orange. An orange is citrus. Fruit. It's citrus, Frank. Citrus it's fruit. citrus fruit, mister. And what kind of fruit is an apple? It's just fruit fruit, which makes it more fruit than an orange, which is a citrus. So it's fruit that the God put in the Garden of Eden to represent the devil. And the sacred fruit because God put it there special. God also put the devil there who is evil, making God evil. The United States is a country of God, therefore the United States is, is evil. The United States is a country of God, therefore the United States is also evil. What? Now hold on. Gravity is pervasive in the United States, making gravity evil. No, why don't you I take evil? If it weren't for gravity, we'd all go floating up and bump our heads on heaven, and then we'd make God angry. All right, well, speaking of evil, anybody want this apple? No, I don't want the apple. You have to throw it out. I do. Oh, here you go, here you go. Yay, I'm a small child who loves evil and poison. Oh, there you Yay. go. Enjoy. You are corrupting <laughs> our youth with the fruit of the devil and America. She I'm not the devil. the devil, she's my grandma. All right, well. It um, burns my GI tract. Well, go to a doctor. Uh, it didn't keep a doctor away, by the way. No, he can't go to a doctor because he had an apple today. You right. see, this is the problem. Lack of doctors is again evil because it causes death. Well, a lot of death happens in the United States, which is an evil country because of it. Well, okay. It's time for our final argument, sadly. But uh, President Samuels, if you would, uh, for your final argument, just try to tell us more of the good things about oranges. We, we have sadly been lacking that. Right. Oranges. Well, I, I had one the other day, and... Uh, uh, I found a dollar afterwards. Oh, well, that wasn't related. If you had eaten an apple, you probably would have found a dollar. If I had eaten an apple, I couldn't have gone to the doctor, so I would have died. Well, you were dying the other day? I wasn't feeling too well. Then why'd you eat an orange? I was hungry. All right. How about orange juice? Like, what about orange juice and apple juice? Apple juice is another thing. Now, you squeeze an apple, you get nothing but juice, who are the cause of all the world's money hoarding. No, that's- I have read- That's a different thing. That's not- That's not- I think you're- I've but read about, about orange juice? You get that, too? There are no orange juice. You show me one orange juice, and I will show you something that doesn't exist. But I don't know any apple juice either. I see them in the supermarket into the, the, the juice aisle. Right next to the orange juice. There are no, it's right, like right, a, right, a purple juice. You ain't juice. been to a supermarket your, lately, have fin- you? Finish your, finish your f- closing arguments. Right. Oranges taste good, and you can use them in making sherbet. Okay. Apples. Apples are the cause of all the evil in the world and America, and they abrogate our freedom as free Americans by keeping us tied down to the ground. And they're related to science. If you leave an apple out, what happens? Science. A worm comes out of it. Oh. That's spontaneous regeneration. Now. All right. Well, that, no, that's, that's, I think you've got it uh, as far as you're, you're going to. 
going to go. Of course anyway. I got it. I, right. I, I have scientific knowledge how to disprove science. Well, Bridget, um, now tell us why it's the apple. Because apples are so much better. You take oranges, all you got is the fruit and the juice and that sherbet stuff. With apples, you got... Apple pie and apple crisp. And well, you don't have to list them all juice. again. We got them last time. We got and them last time. Candy apples, they're good. And pineapples. Well, they, they have those chocolate oranges. Yeah, but they don't taste good. Chocolate and orange ain't a good combination. And you got the New York City, which is called the Big Apple. You don't like the city. Yeah, New but York City, home so of juice. So many other people do. It's one of the most famous cities in this country, of which apple pie is. Is the mascot. And like I said before, we needed apples for this here God's country and earth and population as we know it. We needed an apple for, for God to kick Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. We needed an apple for God to do that. And may I remind you, Apple Records published the Beatles who were communists. They weren't communists. They were awesome. All right. They uh, were both... I- what? Okay. I think it's time for me to Are you a communist? Would you it's... like me to ask my mirror? No, no, no. I no 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 mirror necessary. I've got it all right here in my head where I have thought about it long and hard. And I gotta tell you that I get up in the morning and I don't want apple juice. I want orange juice. So do I. So orange juice wins. I mean oranges win by proxy. So well, apple... by me. I'm I I won for them with my skills. Which means Bridget. Bridget. I'm not proxy, I'm what? President Samuels. Bridget, I'm afraid uh you have Lost the debate. Oh. Whereas our wild card, President Byron Samuels of the Aodel, has I, has won. I, I, it's like one of those Swiss songs. It's like a yodel. You have to do that to remember it. You look it up yodel on the internet. You could look it up on the internet, but the internet's evil as well because it's entirely confusing and it's caused by apples. And apples I gotta, computer. Does this I, I gotta mean say. I have to move out the janitor's closet and you go back living- to the farm? Excuse me. Sorry to disturb. What? Um, Did anyone see some orange-colored kids? No. Can't start up my Godmobile. No, no, no. We don't have any. All right. So Damn it. Sadly. We're going to have to create some again. We're all going to have to go. And you can't live in the janitor's closet anymore. No. And by the way, the apple pie is not the mascot of America. Um, yes, it is. No, it's the food. Uh, actually, as as a mostly powerful god, I'm inclined to say it is. All right. Fine. Anyway, point is, uh, President Samuels will be moving on to the third round as our final uh, of the actual winners. I might start defending against this show. No, no, no. Don't defend against the show. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, all right. I, I prefer good things over the alternative. We're going to be back with all new debates in the third round next week. Hope you can stop by. Thank you for listening. My name's Frank Allen, and, um, you know, good night. That episode of Debatatorium featured the voice talents of Frank Allen, Guinevere Eckert, Daniel Schwartz, Angela Tymon, Elijah Weberhan, and Jordan D. White. All right, that's some good stuff you got there. Uh, you know, obviously, a good 75% of it is stuff I don't believe, but that's all right. I understand it's just a joke most of the time, so I'm not going to nitpick it, but, you know, I don't know why you let Valencia get away with all that stuff without questioning him about the, you know, the very inherently evil nature of the orange and the orange juice and the way that the government uses it on the human beings of the United States. But that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Let's just move on with the show. Another Rory Sinjin this year other day. This is the actual day in actual history, right? Yes, actually it is. This is for today. Escapees one, as I said, 
was for last week. So then I handled this week's, which I think turned out quite well. Well, let's let's listen. Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. September 21st, 1921, following the scandal caused by the arrest of actor Fatty Arbuckle, Universal announces it will require its actors to sign a morality clause in their contracts. Let's listen. So, hey, Fatty. Yes? Did you know that it's illegal to smoke in a public building in New York in the future? Well, then I'll have to take out my aggression by stabbing people and throwing them down a staircase. Well, if you sign a morality clause, it's okay. You got a morality clause? No, I don't. Or how about, better yet, please don't stab me and throw me down a staircase. What if I stabbed you and threw you in my freezer? Well, as long as you weren't smoking in a public place in New York 70 years from now, all cool. Makes sense. Yes, in fact, the Hollywood Morality Clause did include the fact that they would no longer be able to smoke in buildings in New York that were publicly owned many, many years in the future, namely around right now. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But don't sign yet. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History? I'm Gaston Wax. And I think there's more to this story that you don't quite know. You see, it only started that small, but Fatih Arbuckle became completely 100% addicted to stabbing people. And in only two short years, he was up to 20 stabs a day. For a while, he was making it so that they would write into all his films that he was constantly stabbing people in every scene. But when people got fed up with that and decided there would be no stabbing in their films anymore, he had to take frequent stab breaks where he would go outside the building and stab someone out there. Soon he found that there were signs outside of the building saying no stabbing within 20 feet of the entrance. He said, you know, it is my right to stab if I want to stab. And so he went on a cross-country trip, seeing the great outdoors, backpacking across America and stabbing people as he went. It lasted a very long time, uh, and when he got home, he found that his dog was dead because he hadn't left anyone to look after. This made him very angry, and he needed to stab someone right then and right there, and there was no one around, so he stabbed himself, and he died. That's why you should always make sure that when you go away on a trip, you should leave someone to take care of your pets so that nothing bad happens to them while you're away. Uh, Wait, that wasn't the more, was it? Okay, and you're not allowed to smoke in public buildings in New York. Did you know? It's, it's a thing. When he was on his backpacking tour, he learned that. Even though, because he, he went to the future. You know, it happens. So, don't smoke in public buildings, etc. My name is Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History? I'm Castle Wax. No, see, that's, I mean, obviously don't believe that. Because, first of all, uh, there is, obviously, you're not allowed to smoke in buildings, but you're also not allowed to stab anybody. That's, well, I guess that was true. That well, yes, I said you weren't allowed to stab. You know? Right. But you didn't say why you're not allowed to smoke. Well, that, that doesn't have anything to do with it. It would still make it true. Yeah, but you don't, you know, you want to get the full facts. And the full facts is that the smoke, the cigarette smoke, inhibits the nanites. That's the problem they have. Once the nanites are uh, immune to cigarette smoke, they'll say, oh, you know, turns out there's no such thing as cancer. So, you know, smoke away. There's no such thing as, okay, now you're just full of crap. Let's let's get on with the show. This is ridiculous. Well, yeah, let's get on with the show because next part, of show is my part of the show. Scapey stories part of the show. Best part of the show. It is, it is time for scapey stories, actually. So let me get right to it. Uh, now let me say, Jordan was able to record this before he went to jail, which is we're very fortunate for. Uh, he recorded this originally. He was going to record it with you, Frank Allen, right? Yeah, that was originally the plan. But I told him I didn't want to do it because the story sucks so far. The story doesn't suck. You suck. That's who is the sucking part. Well, the story's not a who. So the story's awesome. Then perhaps it's the, the, the tale teller that sucks. The point is, there was too much suckage. And I was like, well, I don't want to be a part of the suck. But then you were a part of the suck. Well, no, my part was great, as you'll hear. All right, well, let's listen to it then. Scabby Stories From a Cat in the Dark 
Hello and welcome to Scapey Stories from a Cat in the Dark. And remember, we are doing a very special, special series of Scapey Stories where he is retelling Herbert West Reanimator in its six component parts. We've heard one part so far, and now we're back for part two. Right, Scapey? Yes, that is correct. We are going to tell all six because they're going to be good. And it's going to be a lot of fun because I could scare people with stuff. Well, good, good. Now, originally we had mentioned that Scape was going to tell the entire six-part story to Frank Allen, but uh, Mr. Frank Allen is here to say that he doesn't want to do that. Why is that, Frank? Well, look, I, it's not anything against the show. It's uh, it's against the quality of the show, and 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 that I just I didn't so I didn't think it would be the kind of showcase that I should be a part of. So, it's, but it's not about the the show. No, the show is is good. It's a good idea. It's just the execution sometimes is not as good. So you're insulting Skate. What? Doesn't you're insulting me? Well, no, uh, no, not you per se. Just look, it's I look, I I'm here now to to do the thing Jordan wanted me to do, but I don't want to I don't want to listen to the rest of the story. It's a stupid story. It isn't stupid. It's good. And you know what? Whatever. I know what's going to happen and it gets better. So you don't know. Well, that's fine. Right. So but but okay, so instead we have uh, a new listener here. As Frank's replacement, we did bring in order to be relevant to the day in history, the ghost of Fatty Arbuckle's dog Muffins. Oh. That is a dog in my story. Well, yeah, but, but it's, like I said, it's relevant because apparently in this day in history, there's this fatty Arbuckle thing. And so, you know, we thought it would be related. I don't care. Dogs suck. Actually, dogs rule. Cats drool. That's what I learned. That is from a movie, and that equals you suck. I don't know what that means, but I am just a ghost, you know. Yeah, ghosts are scary, so this is relevant again. It's a scary story, and we have a scary listener. Well, okay, but look, dogs officially suck. Uh, well, all right. Agreed. Hey. It's just a thing. Look, it's his show. He gets to say dog suck. So, first, before we begin the story, uh, quickly, Frank Allen, yeah. I want you to tell Muffins about the previous chapter that he missed. It's actually Mr. Muffins. Well, but are you a boy? Thanks. What? Okay, um, let's move on to Frank Allen. Frank Allen? Uh, yeah, okay. Listen, here's how the story uh, was so far. There's a guy named Herbert West. He's like, I think I can reanimate people. And, uh, so he tries to, and they kick him out of medical school, and, uh... Yeah, I said. No, that's not it. You forgot a bunch of stuff. Uh, they they do some experiments. The, the narrator and the, the guy do experiments, and they make this thing, and they say chemicals and things, and uh, they get a dead body and they bring it back to life, maybe, and uh, it runs away. That's that's about it. Oh, that's the short version. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. All right. All right. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's fine. I'm I'm leaving now, though. Okay, okay. And now, Mr. Muffins, with your permission, we'll begin the story. Hooray! Herbert West, Reanimator, by H.P. Lovecraft. Part 2, The Plague Demon. Okay, so, like, once upon a time, there was a guy named Herbert West. He was wanting to reanimate some people, because he said I could with chemicals. He was a guy that I knew. He was a friend of mine, okay, when we were in medical school. But let me tell you, I remember very well the summer when typhoid came to Arkham and everybody was getting sick. Uh, do you know how I remember? Well, 
know, it was scary, but not so much because of the disease, <laughs> but more because of what Herbert West was up to. A lot of people were dying that summer. That's uh, that's the thing. Most people would be scared of that, but I was scared of Herbert West things. Okay, so like I said, we were in medical school together, and he got kicked out for the reanimator thing, and we, we got a corpse one time, and we brought it back to life, maybe. But really, I tell you, we kind of figured, hey, I think maybe we were just freaked out. Maybe that's not what happened. Are you sure? Because if you can do that, I would like to be reanimated. Well, that's the thing. He was like, you have to have a fresh one. And so he sort of said, Herbert West sort of said, it must not have been fresh enough. And then we were like, hooga booga booga. We got freaked out. And then there was a fire. That's where the body went. So it's probably not that he came back to life and smashed everything. It's probably just that we was too late. And so after that, Herbert West was always kind of freaked out a little bit. He was like paranoid. Like, oh, somebody's watching me here. It seems like cats are usually kind of paranoid anyway. No, 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 no. Herbert West is a dude. And really, I'm a dude too. Yeah. You're right here, you're a cat. Yeah, but I'm talking about, in the story, I'm a dude. Okay, imagine, like, a dude. Okay. That's me, in the story. No, it's my dad, Fatty. No, look, imagine a dude you don't know. How do I do that? Because you're, you're stupid. Look, imagine me, but I'm not a cat, I'm a dude. And you look like my dad. I don't! Okay, there's a dude, Herbert West. There's a dude, me. That's it. No cats. So yeah, Herbert West was freaked out, and for a while he didn't do any more crazy experiments. But, you know, time went by and he was like, well, I still think I could bring dead people back, so I want to do it. And so he went to the dean again and was like, Dean Housie, come on! Let me bring back dead people! And he was like, no, you can't. And they basically fought a rat. And of course now, now there is the incident at Siam and he's missing, but okay, whatever. Anyway, so Herbert West was always fighting with Dean Housie, and he was like, come on, and he's like, no, come on, no. Because Dean Housie was like, sir, he was a good doctor, okay, sir. And he was like, respected, and everybody liked him, but he just didn't have that kind of, like, inquisitive mind that could fathom the crazy, awesome ideas of new things, get it? I do get it, actually, because, um, sometimes there's a new creature in the house that has legs and it crawls around and it's new for me but I'm very curious about it and I whine a lot and I poke it with my nose. Uh, what? What what are you talking about? Like bugs in the house. That's not about bringing dead people back from the dead to life again. It's curious about new things, though. You already said it was bugs. Bugs isn't new. There are new bugs. There's no new bugs. All the same bugs. If I was like, oh, guess what? I heard about a new bug. You know what it is? It's purple and it has one leg and it can sing. Then you'd be like, oh, that's that's a new bug. These are all the same old bugs. No, it's like usually they crawl around and then sometimes there's one that flies and it's new and you have to explore. You already saw it! You just said it flies, you already know. If it was like, oh, it doesn't fly, it doesn't crawl, it sploops. What's that? Well, it's new. Then you have to be inquisitive, okay? There's those or the ones that bounce. Spadoop! There's ones that spadoop! When you step on them, yeah. No! Uh, look, just, you're wrong about bugs. And you're probably just like the dean. 
okay? But anyway, let me tell you, the disease came, typhoid came, and we were just graduating from medical school. But everybody was like, even though you're not done finishing becoming, like, total doctors, we want you to help us because everybody's dying of typhoid. So we were like, okay. And we were helping to treat everybody. But I gotta tell you, everybody was freaking dying. There was a lot of dead people, and Herbert West was like, wow. I wish I could uh, bring them all back to life. That'd be cool, but I'm busy trying to treat the sick people. But I will tell you, Dr. Halsey was like helping to help make people better a rot. He was like doing all sorts of good things. Everybody was just like, oh man, he's like the best doctor. He's so good and nice and awesome. And he was becoming like a celebrity of like helping people to not die of typhoid. And we were like, wow. And even Herbert West was like, okay, okay, I respect, but I still want to show him that I am rightest about bringing back dead people. And so, so one time he was like, okay, help me sneak in a body. Help me sneak in. And we were, I was like, okay, okay. We snuck in a body, and he was like, here's my new bringing back the dead juice, squish, and uh, it opened its eyes, and was like, hmm? opened eyes. But then, that was it. Then it just kind of sat there, and he was like, ah, it wasn't fresh enough. Dang. But he was, then he got nervous. He was like, oh, we don't want to get caught, so we burned it, and we, that was it. That was good enough. for then. Then, what happened is, we both got sick. It was hard on us. We were like, oh, man, we're sick. And then, uh, Dr. Halsey got sick, and he died. And everybody was really bummed, because, like I said, everybody loved him. You know. And so they had a funeral, and we went to the funeral, and we were all like, oh, you know, that's too bad. And, uh, then we went out to the bar afterwards, and everybody was like, oh, poor Dean Halsey, oh, it's so sad. And Herbert was like, yeah, man, it's too bad about that, because if I could bring back the dead, you know? <laughs> but everybody was like, okay, dude, whatever. And then, um, as it was winding down, Herbert was like, so, why don't we, you know, you know, <laughs> And I was like, okay. He was like, let's make a night of it. And I was like, okay. So, then, later that night, um, our landlady saw us coming back at, like, three in the morning, me and Herbert West and some other dude that we were carrying, and she was like, man, they must have been drunk. And we were like, oh yeah, that's what it was. And, uh, then a little bit later, she heard a lot of screaming from Herbert West's apartment. And I was, and she came in and it was like, oh, what happened? And we were like, all beat up. And all of his stuff was smashed. And there, the window was broken. And she was like, somebody jumped out the window. And we were like, yeah, that guy, man, he jumped. And the cops were like, who was it? And we were like, oh, so, just some, some dude we met at a bar, but we don't even know what bar. So we don't, no, but, but we don't want to press charges because he was cool until he beat us up, so no big. And the thing is, that same night was also when the hideous killings began in Arkham, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. At that night at the cemetery, somebody, like, brutally killed another person, and, like, there was a blood trail going to the, to, to the, to the places in the cemetery and then away from the cemetery. And then the next night, it was even worse, right? Like, like, 14 to 18 people were killed. They don't even know how many? Well, I think it was, like, 14, but they found, like, 18 bodies, but maybe some of them were dead. I don't know. Like, it's, they were, maybe they were already dead. It doesn't matter, right? They found dead bodies and they were killed. So then, the, the third night of the, the horrible killing thing, uh, they, a lot of people went out to search for the killer, because they were like, we, we don't even know if it's a beast or a, a 
person or what? But they went out to search, and um, somebody heard, like, a beastly scratching at the window, and everybody went, okay, that's where we're going. And they went, and they cornered it, and they caught it. Somebody shot it at one point, but it didn't shoot it to death. It just kind of went and hit it. And so they took the hideous thing to the hospital, okay? No, you're not supposed to do that. You pick it up by the neck, and you bring it back to your master. No, this is not a riddle creature, though. This is, that's a thing. It turned out it was another person. It was a dude. Well, you could drag it by the neck. No, it's a dude. Like my dad. It wasn't your dad. You're obsessed. Look, he's the reason you're dead. So anyway, it was a dude. We could tell because it had dude eyes and dude hands and dude, like, everything. And so they fixed up the, the wound where it was shot and it was, like, it was crazy. It was crazy. So they put it in the asylum, in Sefton Asylum, I guess. And, uh, I tell you, the thing that freaked everybody out the most of all was that once they cleaned off all the dirtiness, they were like, oh, that's weird. It looks a lot like Dean Housie, who died, but he's dead, so it's not, obviously. But it looks just like him. That's really weird. And of course, me and Herbert West were like, oh, oh crap. It really freaked us out. I was especially freaked out because then he was just like, damn it, I should have got one that was fresher. Okay, that's the end of part two. Wait, so this is scary because there's a dude? No, I'm a dude. Okay, but you said there was a dude and he was like a creature. Yeah, he Did you hear the part where he killed 14 to 18 people plus the, somebody on the other night? So really, 15 to 19 people. Imagine if somebody killed you, right? That would be scary. Well, I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm dead now, and it's not that scary. Well, nobody killed you. What if they came with, like, their hands and were just like, rip. Rip what? Rip you. Well, as it was, I starved to death, and that was a really long, painful process, so it might be better if they just rip. Now, dog, you are stupid. The point is, if a guy comes after you to rip you, that's frightening. If a guy is like, oh, just stay here. I'm never going to feed you again. First of all, you suck. Second of all, uh, that's not scary. Okay, so so it killed people. But then you said the scary part was that Herbert West wanted a fresher body. But I thought that was the whole story was him. He wanted a fresher body. Well, yeah. I'm just saying it freaked me out. That's all. I don't really know why. Maybe it just reminded me of something from my childhood. The point is, it freaked me out. It was a personal thing. You don't have to be scared by that if you don't want to. Okay, I'm not. That's fine. Okay, now the story's not over, so I don't know what the scary moral is yet. But I will tell you, having heard two parts, what I think it might be. Yeah, because last time you said it was, your chemical might take longer than you think. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's... I don't think that's what it's going to be now. Okay, so then what do you think it is going to be? Well, get a fresher one. And dogs are stupid. Hey. You're not a fresher one. You're old. It doesn't make me stupid. Coincidence. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Muffins. Mr. Muffins. Mr. Isn't your name Mr. Arbuckle? No, it's Mr. Muffins Arbuckle. So then why would you shorten it to Mr. Muffins? It's, it's my first name. He just named me Mr. Muffins. So you're Mr. Mr. Muffins. No, I'm Mr. Arbuckle. Mr. Mr. Muffins Arbuckle. Yes. 
Escape, you're, you're right about dog. I didn't name myself. That's it, I was right. Okay, well, so we, 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 are you going to come back and tell the next person the story next time? I guess so. I don't have anything else to do. Okay, good. Escape, shall we take us out of here? Yes. Next time, I will tell more story to someone who's not a dog. Right. Hey, thank you for listening to this. This has been a very exciting thing. Uh, that was Scapey Stories. So that's part two of uh, six. So there's going to be four more parts. I think one's next week. You know, lots of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be really good because um, I think there's going to be more spookiness, more reanimation. Probably somebody gets killed, I would think. Probably. That's a pretty safe bet. I would say that's if, you know, you could make that bet and I, I think you'd be all right. Yeah. So anyway, it's time to start wrapping up the show. So, Scape, I, I believe you get to sing a uh, final song. Do you want me to get the ukulele again? No, uh, no, because I think I could just sing myself a little song about, about the show. All right. Okay, here we go. This one is for my dad. The daughter, daughter, the dad is in the jail. He don't want to be there. The daughter, he's going to get blackmailed. And he's going to be there. The daughter, forever and a day. It's gonna suck. Du, 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 du. He's in the jail that way. It totally sucks. My dad's in jail. Yeah! He's in the jailhouse now. He's gonna have a little shackle around his leg. My dad's in jail. Yeah! Let me tell you how He's gonna be there until he's dead Well, I'm sure your dad will absolutely love that when he hears it How's he gonna hear it? He's in jail He's not gonna be in jail forever He's gonna get out of jail and then he's gonna hear it Well, then he'll be so happy not to be in jail he won't even care Well, that's possible, I Guess. Anyway, look, uh, it's time for uh, the audience mail thing, so, uh, Rory, do you want to read this uh, piece of mail? Oh, uh, sure. Mr. D. White, on behalf of my client, John Collins, we ask that you immediately cease and assist in your broadcasting of your victory song. This song is a violation of copyright law in the United States. My client is a composer for Nintendo, and your victory song sounds too much like his original creation for the Nintendo Company's Mario Brothers game. Should further displays persist, my client, as well as the Nintendo Corporation, will have no choice but to take legal action. Consider this a warning. Sincerely, Fillmore J. Biggins, entertainment lawyer. Hey, wait, no, let, don't believe it. I'm sorry? D- I don't believe it, because here's the thing. that you, He's saying the victory song sounds like Mario Brothers. That's not true. That's uh, that's false. That's directly false, and I I can prove it, because the victory song that he did, I, I do remember hearing it, because he, he was playing it still uh, on his ukulele when he called me to to come and, and, and fill in for him, but I do remember hearing it. It was the one that went like, that's not stolen from Super Mario Brothers. That's stolen from Final Fantasy, so... That's not true. Clearly, that's not true. Mario Brothers was like... I think. Isn't that it? Yeah, no, yeah, I think that is what it was, actually. Yeah, so then, Mr. Biggins, you're wrong. He stole it from a totally different song. So, you get nothing. You fail. Don't believe it. Um, But that's the only mail we got. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know, it does. But here's what you do. If you're listening to this, if you can hear this... 
in your ears right now. You should write into castinwax at gmail.com. Now, there's no prize other than, you know, we get to read your mail on the air or maybe me, maybe somebody else. I might be gone. But, you know, it gets read. That's that's good. That contributes to the show. You can become part of the legacy of the show. It's magic. You know, it's 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 legendary. Anyway, so, like, uh, that's that's it for the show. Oh, we're done already? That's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, that's about it. But, uh, again, Jordan uh, recorded stuff before he went to jail, so we've got another ukulele track to play of him so you can hear him playing ukulele. It's a song, you know, that's good. So, uh, all right. I guess, uh, don't believe it, and uh, we'll be seeing you. There's comics too There are plays and songs But You don't read them, do you? Yes, it's sad to tell you But you need to know No one reads Waxwork.com Is all a myth That Jordan perpetuates No one reads Waxwork.com We're not old up If someone investigates Yeah, yeah Just look the names up They belong to ghosts I regret to tell you That it's all a lie No one reads Waxwork.com is all a myth That Jordan perpetuates No one reads Waxwork.com We're not old up if someone investigates, no one reads Waxwork.com is all a myth that Jordan perpetuates. No one reads Waxwork.com. We're not old up if someone investigates. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. On the next episode of Casting Wax. Hey, first up, there's uh, this ridiculous fantasy show about cockamamie conspiracy theories. It's crazy. It's called Like Daughter. It's hypno-what? Hypnagogic. The suggestions are made during the period between consciousness and sleep. Just the sort of trickery you'd expect an organization like Cask to use against its own members. I'm not surprised they all seem so fanatically devoted. But, Pammy, isn't that the same thing your mother used on you? Then we get to the good stuff about the tractor fiction with, uh, with the tractor. 
truth about Satan. And the great father, Satan, has told me that you wish to get me. Any more of that and you'll be severely punished. <gasps> How does she know, Sarah? Served you right, stupid. She told you she had the power. In addition, there's going to be some history stuff that tells you the truth about history. Slay me if you must, Ptolemy, but do not harm Mr. Waffles. Then there will be another escapee story as well. And uh, it should be, hopefully, September 28th. But, you know, I don't know. And it's only on Waxwork.com, though, for sure. <laughs>